You can do the weather. Uh, I could. Yes, I could. Man, I'd be, I, I would be a hell of a guy doing the weather, by the way. And by the way, has it not been pretty rainy? What is it, hurricane season? Be hurricane <laughs> call me Hurricane Erica. Hurricane Erica, whatever you guys call it. Hurricane Erica. Hurricane Eric. Erica, yeah. Well. What is up, everybody? Thanks for hopping on another From the Hill podcast. It's a Friday. And what do we do on Friday, boys? We drink on Friday podcasts. And we talk some shit. Yeah, we drink. We talk some shit. Uh, we already we heard Hurricane Earl, or, or no, we Hurricane don't. Earl chiming in. Props here as well. Hurricane Hurricane. I got the helmet in place, you know, just in case oh you guys want to start talking shit. I put my helmet on, defend myself. Yikes. You put that on when you drive? Sometimes you I could. You put your bubbles on? <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad idea by you. I even got my mouthpiece uh, thing still on there. What? What is that, a PW helmet? Yeah. Oh, man, glory days, big time. They let you keep that thing? Yeah, he stole it. They do not let you keep your high school helmet. I'm not telling inside stories. I'm not saying I could I could say some old stories, but one hundred percent stole that. But I could tell you the story how I got the bad boy. Show show us all your stickers. Show us all your like little. You guys guys, want to hear how I got? So this is actually my junior year helmet. So I wrestled, and uh, so a lot of the freshmen. Hold on, real quick story. So a lot of the freshmen uh, left their helmets by accident in the fucking locker room. In the wrestling room. So I took one of those fresh all looking helmets and I gave that back and I kept mine. I'm like, they're never going to fall for it. They did. So I got to keep it for free. Thanks, PW. I don't, I don't think I followed that story at all, but fine. That sounds neither, great. But hey, you didn't follow, I'm fantastic. saying I got this helmet for free because I, I got a helmet that you I'm stole it. You stole the helmet. You, you, they don't let you keep your helmet in high school. You stole the helmet. No. No, you're allowed to keep your senior year helmet. And this is my junior helmet because I was such a badass my junior year. I had to make stickers junior year. Regardless of the story, I was able to get the guy for a good deal. All right. All right. Good start to the show. <laughs> what are we talking about? Well, on Fridays, we like to drink. Um, some of our favorite or my favorite podcasts have been on Friday. I'm always reminded every time we start on a Friday night of the uh, the infamous Guilty Remnant podcast where Prof and I are both wearing the white From the Hill t-shirt. So it looks like we're in the Guilty Remnant. It was right before the McGregor-Habib fight. Uh, we had a third in studio. Josh was in here with us. We were getting drunk. It was really fun. So hopefully we have as much fun tonight. The boys is drinking. That's right, Knox. Eric's a helmet thief. No. Um, before I forget, I usually yeah. do this at the end of the pod, but I just wanted to get it out of the way now. Don't forget, everybody, all of the From the Hill podcasts are up on YouTube, and the audio only is on the iTunes podcast application. Search from underscore the underscore hill. Do us a favor. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and turn the notifications on. It doesn't cost you guys anything, but it really helps us out. Helps us get the content out there so we can keep this stuff going. Um, that's most of my spiel, but I did post on social media and I want to throw this to the boys. I'm looking to get some more FTH merch, right? We're getting back into the swing of things. We have a bunch of merch and I'm looking for new stuff. So I put up there, you know, should I get head sweatbands or, you know, wristbands or, you know, so what do you, what, give me guys, what piece of merch do you want to see from us that we don't have yet? Earl, I see you got something. Dude, well, Rick said the best one ever. He said, Get an Earl bobblehead, man. I like that a lot. 
Give me a bobblehead you, like like uh, what's his name uh, from the office. Uh, Dwight. Give me one of the Dwight. 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 Give me one of the Dwight bobbleheads. Can we, can that's, we, that's, can we get right you one of them? Your time. third your third episode in. Can we get you one of them already? <laughs> yeah, man. You got, Yo, you got how many Earl bobbleheads do you think we could Dude, sell? It would sell like hotcakes. <laughs> Honestly, it would probably sell a lot. Yeah. That I. We could, I could sell one. I could sell one to everybody down there that knows him in softball. Oh, that'd be great. Easily. Earl Earl Bobblehead. Now, what would be the outfit? What do you think? Would it be like a dirty? Like, I mean, if it's Earl Bobblehead, I don't think it can be made, houses. right? No, we'll put it, from it, from the hill on. No way. It, would, it doesn't have the rib house EPMD on. It can't be made. I mean, oh, come dude, on. with an old smelly Pittsburgh Pirates hat. He used to wear. <laughs> yes, He's a sleeping out Pirates hat. Yeah, we used to go out to we used to go out to Manny Young or something. He'd have this old stinky Pittsburgh Pirates hat on. <laughs> oh yeah, trying to talk to girls out there. <laughs> now, now is it now is it bad that I say you should say that story that one time we had the softball games. And I like I we, like I slept over you know. Josh's oh my house. god! Yeah, yeah. Went to the store the next day. I never took a shower. To yeah, so it, it was my bro. I think it was it was my brother's bachelor party. We were going down to Ocean City, Maryland. Okay. And we were, we were gonna leave at like I don't know six thirty right. seven in the morning just to beat all the traffic. Sure. Well, the night before, this is like July twenty seventh. It's like a hundred degrees, and we had a double header down at Heels Field. Well. Um, Eric, I think I dropped, I don't know. I don't think I, I don't know if I dropped you off there at my buddy Josh's house after we stayed in the parking lot drinking till whatever. And he probably yeah, went out to house it up until two yeah, in the morning. So anyway, I swing by my buddy Josh's. I'm picking up him and Eric and one of my other buddies. And doesn't Earl come outside? In the same 6.30, o'clock in the morning with his EPMD jersey that he's been wearing <laughs> through a double header the night before. Went out to the bar, didn't get a shower, didn't brush his teeth, and he hops in my car for a three-and-a-half-hour car ride down to Ocean City, Maryland. He smelled like a foot. It was disgusting. It was one of the we, best rides I've had, man. We literally had to drive down there with the windows open. He smelled so bad. What happened, but, Earl? You just you got a little you got a little soft. I mean, up and... we literally left the we literally left the field. Went had a couple of drinks. I forget where. Maybe Nick's right. Maybe just enough. And just uh, yeah, man, I, we got back to his house. I just crashed. I like, oh, By the shit, way, I gotta wake up and go to this bachelor party or Nick, Nick uh, next brother's bachelor party. I'm like, I guess this is what I'm wearing. I mean, it didn't occur to me to maybe go in my suitcase and grab out clean clothes. I don't know. I was young. That was like what, like five years ago, six years ago. Mm, that was probably like 2015, 16. Okay, maybe? so you got to cut me some slack. Dude. I'm, I'm a lot more. I'm a more hygienist. Right. I can just dude, call it. Anyway. It was brutal. Yeah. Yikes. By the way, right. I'm pretty sure just enough is done. I think COVID really? killed just enough. So, uh, God bless them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sip what? one down for for, I mean, for just enough. Rest in peace. I mean. Corona probably wasn't the worst thing in there. <laughs> I, well, I don't think Corona ever got to get in there, bro, because they shut down <laughs> and then they're not going to open back up. Knox says he wants to see some sunglasses, some From the Hill sunglasses. Uh, that's actually not a bad idea. That's yeah. clutch. Yeah, yeah that's that not a bad idea, idea actually. I've also that's been wearing idea. the um, – I've gone away I'm playing ball. I've gone away with the hat altogether, and I've gone with the Bryce Harper type style headband. 
Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. Like I was thinking like bandanas, headbands, sunglasses, and, you know, I do like sunglasses, right? Like I feel like that needs to come. It's the summer of the sweatband and the bandana. Socks. So Socks is actually not bad. Socks some knee highs or some calf. Not right bad. There. Not a bad idea. I like them up to the calf. Not a bad idea. Sun- sunglasses are good. I have a pair of uh, Pooch Patrol sunglasses that I wear all the time. Yeah, sunglasses is not bad. Knox, if you got a guy, hit me up because I-, I will I will take a look at sunglasses, get some sunglasses done. That would be uh, it's not a bad idea. Real quick, before we get into the sports, what are you guys watching? Give me something you're watching outside of sports right now. Um, you, you want me to start? I'll yeah, start. you have um, to start because I don't think I have anything right now. I mean, Nothing? well, he, well, here's what I have been watching for some reason. I've been watching The Walking Dead for some reason. I, I just been getting back into. I just need something long term, something that I can't get through within a day. I just need material. Bro, don't and ever it, take some reason on The Walking Dead. I love The Walking Dead. So I'm up to like, yeah, so I'm up to like season three and a half. I'm in the middle there. They're like at the prison, a little, they're a little past the prison. The governor's there. No spoiler, no spoiler. Uh, I mean, come on, the show's like 10 years old. I know, seen again, it yet, then. I've never I've never seen it. I wait till it's 10 years past this prime. Well, and then well it's over. They have, they're up to season nine on The Walking Dead. On Netflix. Well, anyway. Well, see, so, so I'm watching The Walking Dead and that's it. I'm not watching anything, but since it is kind of sports related, but you will never talk about this ever on podcast ever. I don't expect us to, but I, I'd like us to. Okay. I have gotten into, and you know this, Jack. I told you. I've gotten into Formula One racing. <laughs> I, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but I started getting into it. And now I'm watching, dude, I, I watched um, a practice run today they they televised practice runs on was it practice ESPN run or was it was it practice run or was it qualifying no it was practice and it's not like Round nascar right? it's not nascar no, so they, they don't so go these, around the circles it, no it's incredible they have these different okay. tracks and i'm learning about all these drivers and then as a follow-up to that there's actually a netflix documentary that followed them throughout the 2018 or 19 season that I'm like one by one going through and learning more about the drivers, but it's, it's a little bit, so it's a little bit intense because you have to learn about like the different, um, the different companies, you know, McLaren has a team, Mercedes has a team, Red Bull has a team, uh, Ferrari's got a team. And I think what kicked all this off was I watched Ford versus Ferrari. I was going to say, you had to, watch, you had to watch Ford versus Ferrari and it got you. Sure. Yeah. So that's wacky. I don't know if they, I don't think they still do that because I'm still learning a lot about sport, but I was like watching it. I'm like, these guys are getting out and basically hanging out, eating a meal before they go on their next like shift. I think that was a special race that they did that for. But anyway, it got me to turn, it got me to turn it on on the television. Right. I started watching it. And I found this thing on Netflix and started watching that, learning about more of the, of the companies and about the drivers and things like that. And it's pretty intense, dude. It's so much better than NASCAR. Like, you get these crazy know. tracks. These guys are going, like, 250 miles an hour around these corners. Man. It's nuts. I mean, the, the thing is, Tracing. with F1 versus NASCAR, like, NASCAR, you're in a stock car that's got regulators on it, and you're driving in a circle. NASCAR has, like, one road track a year, right? But in F1, 
you're in these high performance machines that have no regulators. They go 200 Dude, miles an hour on road tracks the house, all the time. And these guys are not How yeah. fast they, are they, they show you they're going well. See, that's the one of the shitty things is that it's, they, go they show you kilometers, so you're not really sure all the time. Wow. But it's like 255 <laughs> kilometers. The metric system that's pretty, it's 255 kilometers is like 160 miles an hour. No, oh, right. I mean I that think went they down I think they get up to like 200, but they're taking these turns like crazy. And then they show you the, they show you basically the uh, first person camera of how, what these drivers are. Are they drinking beer, smoking cigs in there or what? That'd be sick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They have a Toyota Corollas (laughs) running around the road track. So it's funny that you said with, I wanted to talk about something I've been watching that's sort of sports related. That's actually kind of funny because when you think about it, like, NASCAR and Formula One sort of sit like between the line of sports and non-sports, but I mean, there's always going to be racing. It's always going to be around. Yeah. Well, NASCAR and lost Ferrari a lot is a good cool movie, by the way. No, I was going to say yeah, NASCAR lost, lost a lot of foul- followers, man. They, they, I don't, I don't like getting crazy with it, but there's a lot of people down south that don't like what they're doing. I'll just keep it as that. So they're probably going into the Formula One. You know, they might get that big. You never know. Prof, why does Earl always skirt the line with these issues here? Like, he loves to walk right up to the line and just, just skirt it right away. He goes right for it. Because it's the truth. No. I mean, it is the truth, and there's been some controversial things, but there's been controversial things in every sport. I've, I've talked to a lot of people that are, that are really hardcore one way or the other. I mean, I totally agree. So where I was going with the – well, first off, so real quick, I wanted to throw this out there because I would – I think I would piss Nick off. So um, the Umbrella Academy 2 just came out on Netflix. So that's what I've been watching. And I want to make sure I put that out there because I'm pretty sure Prof hates oh, yeah, Umbrella yeah. Academy. It's all superheroes. I hate, hate, I hate what? The Umbrella Academy. Oh, well, see, listen. So you, you put me in a box like that. But if these are new <laughs> put superheroes. Yourself in a box. Every other podcast, you talk about how you hate superhero this and superhero that. Put yourself in a box. But, but listen. If these are new superheroes with new superpowers that I've never met or seen before, that's one thing. If it's the same superheroes that I've been seeing in every movie that's come out since 1965, then I don't need to see it anymore. That's my thing. I know, but that's why I'm giving you shit. Because it's uh, so well, I, it, I like me, is it new or is it not? I love it. I recommend is it. it new or not? Seasons in. Yeah, they're new heroes. It's a whole different storyline. It's 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 weird. It's okay. I recommend it. It's it's a decent show. Entertaining. So if I Look if I jump it. on there and Is it watch a series? it, I won't have I won't have any reference of of what these who these characters are. I, I will have to not learn them from scratch. It's not it's not All right, then perfect. Then I'm on board. Then I like it. Then I it's like not, it. It's not bad. Umbrella oh, like it. What's it called? Umbrella? Umbrella Academy. Yeah, it's called the Umbrella Academy. It's not bad. Season two just came out. We never out. talked about The Last Dance either. I did watch that. Like, we did not ago. talk By about The Last way, Dance. I, did, I, I know. And I, I really wanted to talk about The Last Dance. First off, Someone the funny scheduled. thing about The Last Dance is that, you know, I think I think two of us watched it a long time ago. And now it's on Netflix. And so once it hit Netflix, you got a whole new wave of people that got into it. Well, yeah. So if you haven't seen it, you really need to watch it. If you yeah. were born before 1990... You better watch The Last Dance. Like uh, I'm just gonna put it there, Earl. What year were you born? Eighty nine. I'm eighty nine. I thought if you were born before 1990, 
and you haven't seen The Last Dance and you like sports, you need to watch it. Well, I'll comment real quick. I mean, like, I, like, remembered Michael. Like, I remember, like, the jazz. when He's last year in jazz. I remember that shot. I remember where I was watching it. But what I really didn't know was, like, his early career and what really drove him. And I'm like, this guy was a savage, man. Like, he, he was ruthless, kind of. Like, well, and plus the one thing that really got to me was, like, what motivated him. Like, he, like little things would motivate him. Like, you know, it, he, you know, like the one story is, like, the one coach didn't say hi to him in, the, in some restaurant. And he's like, no, he didn't say hi to me. That's all it took to fucking beat him, you know. And he was he, always looking for something. He was, he was always motivated to just win. At. He was more motivated. I, I didn't know that really about him. Or at least all these in and out stories of him. Right. Heck, I would say the opposite. I, I think people that were born after 1990 should should watch it more so than people that actually saw him play. Because the people that actually saw him play, which would be us, I mean, Eric was probably right at the end. We were, we were like yeah, I don't I don't 10, 12, but we actually got to see it. People after 1990 are people that should really watch it and understand that. I mean, I think that's um, – I think that would be more important than just going off of what you see now and thinking that that's how basketball was all the time. Well, the reason that I say if you were born before 1990 is because so Earl fits into that box because Earl got to watch him against the Jazz, right? But like, like I said, I was what? I Mike was, was nine drafted, years old. Mike was drafted in 85, 80, 86. Yeah, 86. That's yeah. when Nick and I were born. Exactly. So, so even I didn't really see his early career, right? Same. If you were born after 90, you didn't really see Mike at all. You didn't get to see Mike play. So I, you know, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say don't watch it, but if you were born before 90, you watched Mike play. If you were born after 90, if you're born 91, maybe, but like 92, 93, you probably didn't watch Mike play, maybe on the Wizards. But that, I mean, what was that? Like you didn't get to see. Well, Mike I know, play. but that's kind of my point. It was like just to get an opportunity to see him actually play a little bit to know what his career was before, but because now what's the, what's, you know, whenever there's a lull in sports, what's the debates on first take and, you know, different shows are. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. So you go based on, and I, you know, a long time I was, I was against, I was, I was more of a LeBron guy for a while. You are a LeBron guy. I kind of am. I guess I kind of. It's all right. But, but I also understand, I also understand that. If you know, as far as killer instinct goes, there is nobody else. There was nobody else ever, and I actually think the closest person to that was Kobe. Yeah, yeah. The mom. It's documented, and it's documented that I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan of all time. But I do acknowledge I'm not a big Michael Jordan fan either. By the way, I mean I just think as a human being, not not his biggest fan, but. I do acknowledge that as a killer, if there was somebody that would like, yo, you need to go win this, they're well, one and two for me. Well, the one thing I like about Jordan too, which I didn't know about, like he was—I mean, he was a big gambler, man. This guy took his mind off basketball to go gamble. He went to the golf course. He was betting thousand dollars on the golf course, and the one time he did it, you know, I, I actually wrote this down in my notes because I really wanted to point this out. It's like this guy went through this shit. He was in Guts, New York. And then next, I don't know, like uh, what was it? What I got ninety? The third title he got, and he 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 goes uh he goes gambling in, in uh AC, and he gets it, it is blowing up, you know, and then but he's able to come yeah. back and win the damn title. Yes. I mean, I don't see LeBron doing that. Yeah, and the media got on his case. That's actually a very interesting portion of that 
series when he goes to Atlantic City from New York after they went down 2-0 to the Knicks. He went down yeah. with his father to kind of take his mind off yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, let's change my mind. I'm doing nothing illegal. Think about, right. that was probably, I want to say 1992, 1990. It was his third title, I think. Somewhere in that range. So what's that? Think about what that would play like in 2020 versus 1992. The media back then was sort of on his case, and they sort of made a thing about it, but like he was able to get away from it. How ridiculous would that be to like today if he had a game in New York City and then later that night was in Atlantic City? How many people on their phones would be videoing Michael Jordan at the blackjack table? And oh, like, man. how ridiculous would that story be in 2019 or 2020? It was huge back then. It would be even bigger now, I, I would assume. Honestly, right now, honestly, he would not have even been able to get inside the casino because there have been so many people sitting there waiting for him. Because they would have known he was somebody going. Knew he was going right somebody there. would have figured out he was I on know. already. Yeah, at that point, yeah. But I'm saying now, now there would have been people there and the second that his car parked, you don't think that place would have been mobbed. Yeah, been sworn. Today. Yeah. Because That's the first person to really good the first person to, to go live on Twitter or Instagram, and oh my God, Michael Jordan's down at the, at you know, I don't even know Trump. It was whatever. an AC. Just say AC. He's at the AC. Yeah, but like you don't think people would have literally flocked? Just I don't know, man. He had a bunch of bodyguards, dude. If Mike, but Eric, my point is, my point is, probably. Is that the nicest casino in AC that's left? The Borgata? You got, you got Harris, Borgata. I think Borgata is one probably of the few that Borgata I've been the in, are like the two nicest left down there, right? I haven't been there in 10 years. Really? It's really? Been like really? It's been a couple. Really? Yeah. I was, I've been down there a couple times last summer. You know why I haven't been there hard in a while, Buha? What? Because you're not any good at gambling. That's why. <laughs> the one time not, I did, you're just not any good. Listen, the one time I did <laughs> go down there, I, I sat for twelve hours at a poker table. I won, I won eight hundred bucks, but it, you know, it's not a ton for twelve hours. Luck, you know, hey, I mean, we I think what Earl's saying, Prof, is you just got to get good. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, man. There is no good. <laughs> no, me on the hand, there is I'm, no good. I'm, I'm a ringer. You're yeah, you wrong. guys think you guys think you're good at gambling down there? I, I'd be. I'd like to see those books. Let's open the books up. Open up the books. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was one time I remember where I was like broke as hell at twenty bucks. I I got up to like two hundred bucks, and I'm like, I'm out of here, and I was out two hundred bucks. Well, once I it. get up a little bit, I'm done. You gotta walk away when you oh, get. Oh, I walk away. I'm like, I'm buying some beer with that. Very, very. Well, we went down there. We went down there for my buddy's fight. He had a. It was a. It was a company called Naga. My buddy Kev had a fight down there. And what we went down. UFC fight or a boxing fight? Yeah, an MMA fight. MMA? Okay. Yeah, it was pretty sick, actually. He won. He destroyed the kid. Where did but he go? Anyway, AC Hall? It was actually at, I want to say it was, yeah, the convention center down there. Yeah, AC has a hall. Like, they have a convention yeah. center. They have like an, it's called, like, Atlantic City Hall or, like, Atlantic City Convention Center. It was pretty sick. I forget where it was. I don't know if it was in AC or if it was in Wildwood or something like that. I don't remember. So you probably and you end up making a couple a lot of venues there. Anyway, anyway, we went we drove down there and we didn't have a room to stay at. So we were just like, all right, we'll just gamble all night. So I literally sat 
at the poker table. I lost 200 bucks right away. And then I put in another 200 bucks and end up sitting there with the same, with the same uh, chips until six thirty in the morning. And I made some money. I think I, I and you got free drinks out of it. That's good. 800 bucks. That's nice. And then I bought, I bought the hotel room, I think for the following night. Dude, you know what? You're good. I mean, you know why you're the best? Cause you do shit like that, man. <laughs> Just, yeah. One time in my life. <laughs> right? And that's the last time too, right? Yeah. I was exhausted. <laughs> I'll never do that again. That's a long night. He bought the hotel room so he could sleep all day, Earl. Yeah, that, no, yeah, yeah he, he was in survival mode in the game. The hotel room, I, so have to drive home I can't go fall asleep I think Josh bought the room like the following two nights, yeah. but <laughs> Josh used to bankroll everybody. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Ain't nothing you. wrong with that. Uh, what's so, the beef? Let's get a couple things that came up. We were talking about things going on in sports right now. And one thing that hits really close to home for us is Ben Simmons out indefinitely. He's got a partial dislocation of his left kneecap. That sounds like it hurts. However, this has really spurred a lot of debates, and I got actually direct requests to bring this up to the boys on the podcast tonight. What do the Sixers do from here? So there's a lot of questions right now about the 76ers in this you know, shortened or, or extended or whatever you want to call it, COVID season here. And the real question is, is where, sh- where do the Sixers stand with Ben Simmons? And I want to put it up to the boys first, then I'll give you my takes and all. But first question is, if you were offered a trade for Ben Simmons right now, do you do it? Or who would have, like, who would you want in a trade for Ben Simmons? Like, would you move Ben? And if you would, who would you pick? Go ahead, Nick. I mean, that's a pretty difficult question. I mean, yeah, who, I, are you, who are you gonna get for Ben Simmons? I mean, is it a guy like Damian Lillard? Is it a guy like in the like who, who are you talking about? Well, so you know, and so happen. you, you're Nick. Of, of course, is always a good straight man because I'm in a group text today and I got somebody going off. Right, I got can somebody I, going off about we got to trade Ben. We got to trade Ben. Can I kind of change me. the subject? Not say he's something, but like change the question. Like, do you think that Sixers are going to win without Simmons, or are they going to win with them? Well, you know, or, or are they better off without him? Exactly. So the first thing that I say is, guys, you and I'm trying to I'm trying to calm you know the Philadelphia fans down here because they go, guys, whenever you have a trade in the NBA, there's always a winner and a loser, and it's clear cut. When you're trying to move a guy you're never going to get fair value back, right? You either have to get some young players that you think you can develop or an aging star, especially for a guy like Ben. He's 24 years old. He's a former number one pick. We're going to debate for the God knows how long here about his jump shot, right, or lack thereof. So that aside right now, the first question I put back is what yeah. Prof said to me. Who, who are you offering? Like, yeah. if you're telling me, am I going to trade Ben? Well, who are you giving me for Ben? Who are you offering for Ben? Yeah, but so right now, I mean, right now it doesn't look like that offer will be worthwhile. Whereas before when Ben was playing well and he was playing defense well and, you know, at, at a certain point throughout this whole thing, you could have you could have said almost anybody and you would have said no to that trade offer. So it's just like, it's just like in fantasy sports and we've all gone through it all the time when – you have a guy that's of high value. Um, you know, people send you bullshit trade offers all the time. And you're just like, are you serious, man? It's like these five players for this one superstar. No, I'm not doing it. Well, now 
when when he's on the downswing of things, now you're the one out there looking for deals. You're out, you're the one out there trying to put deals together and look for a group of players that would would be sufficient for or sufficient return for him. And and that's that's the thing is when you put all your eggs in one basket on the guy, which we did throughout the whole process. Now you're 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 stuck. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. So you trade. I'm not. No, no, because his value right no, because his value right now is not as high as it could be. I'm saying when you know when you have, it's the same thing as the stock market, right? I mean, that's what it is. It's it's an asset. So when you have when you have a guy whose value is way down, are you are you selling there or are you selling high? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, and I think I'll give you my take on it. Yeah, what Prop is saying, Earl, right, and and here's where he's going is that it isn't about whether or not you would want to move on from Ben specifically. It's that right now at this point in time, it is the worst time to try and move Ben because stock is. Yeah, I I mean, I do agree it's a bad time to trade him, but maybe in the off season, all this hoop uh, when the season's over, maybe. You know, they'll have some good offers. And you know what? I'm going to disagree with Buha here. And I say, you know what? Maybe we should trade him. Trade him. The guy can't shoot. It's been three, four years. He can't shoot worth his shit. So, I mean, you know, let's get some draft picks. And uh, let's get a uh, let's get a star. Let's get another star. If we can get, like, a star. I'll take a Chris Paul, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I know he's a little old. But somebody. Yeah, somebody old. got some, like, so a younger he, so guy here is, some draft picks. He's older than us. I don't know. Why not? He's I mean, so early, I mean, all he is is a lockdown defender, and that's it. Ben well, Simmons. Ben can't right. shoot. He can dunk. That's it. Well, before we get carried away with a lockdown either. defender, you got to remember well. Ben is a lockdown defender. He's a first team all league defender. I said he, that's all he is is a lockdown yeah. defender. But he's but. not clutch, and he can't shoot. I mean, okay. I've never seen him no. made a clutch shot. He's not even in the game in the fourth quarter. He's like, no, Ben, you can't shoot. So I'll leave you alone. Just go sit on the bench. We're going to put Mike Scott in. So, right now. With Earl as GM, Elton Brand, you're out. Hurricane Eric is stepping up as GM. So he's fielding offers for Ben Simmons. I mean, I just heard Chris Paul. Would you take, would you would trade Ben Simmons or Chris Paul? You wouldn't do that. Just that type of player. That that. type of player. Like a Chris Paul, that type of player. I'm not saying Chris Paul, but that type of player. If the Blazers offer you D Lil right now, you take that trade? Yes, that's a done deal. That's stupid. Buha, yes, Eric. Um, who say who was the guy? Damian Lit. Oh, well, well, Portland's not letting him go. Get, get out of here for Ben we're Simmons. Did you see what Damian Lillard hit last year in the playoffs? That's why I'm just throwing it out there. No, well, I'm saying. I mean, what if Houston? What if Houston? If they give me a lot of draft picks. Like a top, you give up? Do you give Ben up for Russ Westbrook? Yeah, I would. Yeah, for sure. Buha. Well, Eric, so you just mentioned that. Well, the, your big point of, around the whole thing was not being able to shoot, and you're going to bring – And he's not clutch. He's you're not bringing clutch. in the same guy. You're bringing in the same guy, but it's shorter. And older. Well, and I'm older. disagreeing with you. I said I wasn't going to do defense. that. And more expensive. Right. Didn't we so sign not. Ben Simmons to a five-year deal <laughs> max contract? Who, Ben? I thought we signed this guy, Ben. He's on a max contract, isn't he? Yeah. 
No, not yet. Not so we didn't. Yet. So it's a and remember, time to trade him. We didn't even sign the not guy. Not on a max yet. Let's remember, trade him some picks, some unprotected top picks. Remember, with the NBA, when these guys get to their second and third contracts, then they get like the max and the super max. Russ is a super max guy. Well, we got well, we got Nobody. Toby Harris. He's getting max. Who? Toby Harris. Harris. Yeah, he's yeah, getting but, max. But you have to remember in the NBA. What max is for one guy is not what max is for another guy. And now, Tobias, they, Tobias came from a different team. Now, how do and they so determine that? That be it's by years. It's by years with the team. There's a lot of things that go into NBA max. Okay. Years in the league, years with the team, what a team can offer you versus because the team that you've been on can always offer more. That's the NBA's protection. So, so, for Simmons is on a five-year contract for 170 million. Yeah, he's got okay. So they right. did sign him. Yeah, he's getting paid a lot. So realistically, they're not trading him. I just want to disagree with Buha. That was last year. Sick argument. Yeah. So they're keeping him. They got the yeah, contract I mean, signed because, and sealed. Dude, you really don't have a choice right now. You really don't have a choice right now. You have him signed. Keeping him. Okay. But but Eric, so your point is, your point is get rid of him and let's get back a superstar. My my point is the value is not there to bring back a superstar at this yeah. moment. This you're you're in a wrong, the wrong spot to do that. Here's the problem right now, my opinion. The Sixers have, and I I might have said this last week. I don't know if I did, but we're talking about this. The Sixers are a notorious, like dominant home team, dominant home team. Right? Okay. They suck on the road. Now where are they playing all these games? They're in the it's middle of nowhere. No they're fans. In the they're not. They're nowhere. They're in the. They're bottom. they're discombobulated. They're they're in this weird kind of like inception phase right now. Yeah. Or they have no feel for each other. Well, I think whereas, they got some passion going a little bit that. Lazy. Whereas before, as as a team that could potentially get home uh, home court advantage in a playoff situation. I know that they're going away from that, but it that would have been major to yeah. win to win home court advantage in, in a playoff series. Now that doesn't mean anything. It means they put your they put your fans on the screen. They put your trying to pump in the big noise on the back you know? screen. That's it. Right. So so the the Sixers are in this this state of flux with who they are as a team right now, and Brett Brown's not doing himself any favors. I've fought for, no. for a long time about Brett Brown, about keeping him around, and um, you know how I think that he can develop this team, and how I think he's a good coach. But I think at this point, this neutral site and this weird bubble, this weird bubble world is going to decide Brett Brown's fate for sure. Wow, well, I think it's almost. I don't like think there's any question about to not fire the guy because we're in a bubble. We're in a bubble. It's not, you know, or normal sh- things happen. Plus, they lost Ben. And by the way, I, I did want to mention this about Ben. Ben Simmons' injury. Patty Mahomes had the same injury. came back in two weeks. So, don't give me this shit. He can't come back. Pat Mahomes had the same injury on that little quarterback sneak. Came back in two, two weeks, I think. Won the Super Bowl. So, I mean, Ben Simmons could come back. True. And the, and right now he's out indefinitely, and they're they're taking a look at like what's going on there, yeah. what's damaged. So like it doesn't mean that he's not gonna come back. And we yeah, Sixers training staff. You know, one thing that I heard earlier, and th- see, th- this is the thing. 
and I, what I really want to do, and I want to bring this up to you guys before we get like super in depth about the construction of the Sixers. I really wanted to do on our next podcast, if you guys are up for it, I really wanted to do a breakdown of the process itself where we start at the beginning of what was called the process, right? And we take a look at the, the assets that were acquired, the picks, we look at the players, we look at the moves, and then we get to where we are now and kind of take a look at how we got there, what what happened, why are we there, would you have made these moves, that kind of thing. So I really wanted to do that and not talk about that as much. But when you yeah. look at like where they stand right now and with Ben specifically, the question's going to be, with him and the injury, your point, Earl, is how hurt is he? And is it worth it for him to come back here? To Nick's point, they're in the fucking bubble. Like, if if he does have some ligament damage in there, do you risk it? Do you bring him out here and risk him blowing a wheel for the next six months? Because remember, the new season's going to start up like two weeks after we're done this one. And this one's kind of like whatever. So this guy's with the Sixers for a while. I'm glad that we all are kind of in agreement that, yeah, we like to play fantasy GM, but everybody here in Philly needs to get on board with Ben and get on board with Joe. Like, these guys are here, and trading them is going to bring nothing back unless uh, you can fleece some GM, right? These are our guys. So everybody in Philly needs to get on board. These are our guys. So I just – I don't know if – even if he isn't that hurt, or to your point, like Patty came back in two weeks, what are the Sixers doing this season? Earl, we talked about it via tech. Like, what are the Sixers doing this season? I'll put five bucks on with a championship. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I put money on them. Kidding me? I mean, what do you, Prof? What do you, what do you, what are your expectations I, for the Sixers here in the restart? Realistic. I don't know. I think it was really disheartening though when they came back and the major storyline. Of the first game of them coming back was the blow up between Milton and Embiid, and I realized that was patched up and all that. But I just find it like interesting that people have been calling for Milton to be the point guard of this team for a really long time, right? And we get it in the first game back, and all of a sudden, you know, now there's real, you know, well, what happened to second game? Right. Where people where people for a long time have been uh Jack bounced off again. I don't know where he went, but I right, we'll keep going. People have been for, we'll be back. For, for a long time have been saying about how uh Embiid and Simmons don't get along, which Embiid and Simmons for all intents and purposes have said that's not the case at all. Actually Embiid had a interview a week or two ago and it basically stated you know the exact opposite of that but Milton comes back and I understand so I, I didn't watch the whole game uh, the other night but I understand he hit a, hit the, a winning hit shot, the or a shot. Yep. yep so he, he kind of redeemed himself a little bit so maybe you know it could potentially be a good thing but it wasn't a good look for the, the team like the first the first, first game, game. no it did but it was but, the first game I, I get it. I get it. And maybe, like I yeah. said, overall, maybe it's a good thing. But here's the thing. Hey. The, all of all right, it go ahead. is the whole – the whole, and Jack mentioned the process and what the process was supposed to be. The whole I got a take on that too. Well, yeah, the whole thing was based around the development of Markel Fultz. So now we're trying to make – No, it shape. wasn't. I, honestly, it was – because the process him, was about Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. That was the process. Getting but the final players. 
the final yeah, piece of this that was whole the thing, process right there. The final piece of this whole thing was Markel Fultz. And if we if Markel Fultz developed, well, he was that was a, he was gonna be the person that now the people are calling Shake Milton to be. The final piece okay, now well. where we want a true point guard. We we want a, a, a point guard that's gonna take over. I think that was their that was their process this entire time. You guys are out in front of where I want to take this for the next. I know. Podcast. I know. See I, what happens when I'm you disappear. I'm always ahead of things You're over here. You know? And this is what's so interesting because I, I, I've sort of tracked this from start to finish, and I have these conversations all the time. Where is the point where the process really? That's it. That's it. The faults. I think broke yeah, down. Markel Fultz is that's what killed us. Point. Who who like, it went to? Uh, Jason Tatum. Well, the Sixers, if you remember, the Sixers traded up. Yeah, that was dumb. they. They gave up never assets that, that were accrued via the process. They traded up with the Celtics to get to one to take Fultz. But even though that was like the breaking point, there's other moves, right? And I don't want to go too deep into it, but. We talk about Jimmy Butler. Remember, this team last year is within a buzzer-beating shot by Kawhi Leonard that hit the rim twice from taking the eventual NBA champs to a Game 7 overtime in the playoffs. And that was yeah. with Butler, Ben, Jimmy, JJ, right? TJ McConnell. But then Butler walks. So so you, like, you, have, you can go all the way down the line and look at all the different moves. I'll bring up a name for you. So I'll you think up, they can win up a this name year? My name, my, name, my name to bring up in this whole thing is Landry Shannon. There you go. Another guy. Yeah, that's who we traded for. Uh, uh, Tobias. Who, uh, was that Tobias? I, I thought that yes, was Butler. That was yeah, he was Tobias. In, he was in the Tobias. That yeah, was worth and, it. We signed, we signed no, Tobias long no, no, I don't think was it was. Though? I don't think it was. That's what I'm saying. It's on the Clippers. He said he is an average ball player. He's not. He's not average. He's, he's not shooter. average. He's killing it. He's a he shooter. His numbers. Do you guys know his number? He, he he's like I know he's good last year. He is like Steph Curry three point shooter. Really? Okay. Well, as we say, well, plus we gave guy. up. We gave, I thought we gave guy. somebody up for Jimmy Butler. I guess it was Tobias. Jimmy Butler. We gave up somebody. Jimmy Butler. We get you. Know, <laughs> I knew who we gave up for Jimmy Earl. Do you know who we gave up for Jimmy? No, that's why I'm answering the question. He no. gave up two process Rob, guys. Robert. Two, two process guys. Covington, Covington and Sarich. And Dario. Yep. And we got him for a one-year deal. That we, makes sense. Not even a, de- not even a year. A half a year. It was a rental. That's just so dumb. We give up two process guys, two young guys who are big parts of our team. And cheap. Butler. And as good as Jimmy Butler is, you can't make that deal unless you know you can sign him. Because it has destroyed your team, dude. I know we should have signed it, Butler. Looking back, looking back on it, but he didn't even want to stay back here. On it, yeah. uh, looking back on it, I wouldn't have done that move. I wouldn't have done that move at all. I would have been, I would have been all on board with Dario. I don't yeah, like he, Robert. He Philly. Listen, I don't like Robert Covington, and the other guy that I would have signed again. I know he's old, but with I loved him with this team. Was Ilyasova? I thought he was fantastic with his team. Bro, and he's on Milwaukee, playoffs. right? He was electric in the playoffs for that team. He was electric. Yeah, yeah. Shot and so shot. all that with the incorporation of JJ Redick. Yep. 
and the ability to shoot from outside made this team different. And yep. now it's very, it's very one dimensional. And well, yeah, it's um, it's it's a shame, man, because we were on the we were on the path, and then we we saw the shiny object with out of the corner of our eye, and we're like, hey, we can get that, and you know that derails the entire that derails the entire process. Yep. So, and, and honestly, I think all of us are guilty of it. I'm not saying, but you know, it's also not our jobs to do, but I think everybody at a certain point throughout the last few years, what we're going after shiny objects and they wanted to get shiny objects where in, in the whole grand scheme of this thing, we were on the right track the whole time and didn't know it. Yes. And, well, hey, and yeah. looking back, you would, you would redo a lot of different moves that you made. Well, and it sucks, but again, we're not we're not getting paid to do this stuff, and people do have to answer for those decisions, unfortunately. Yeah. And here we are. We we might still win a championship this year. Who knows? I I, I want to prove a point why they why they have a good chance of winning the championship. I mean, because the, the number one guy, Joel Embiid, that guy is like he, he's the best center in the league. That guy, if they don't have him, it's over. Well, I mean, Joe, I, mean, I am. Hey, and by the way, uh, uh, breaking news on the thing: they beat the Magic one hundred eight to one hundred one. Uh, the uh, Sixers sure, beat the Magic. The Magic huh? stink, and you know who's going the Magic? Well, they just beat the Magic, but but they beat them. That's breaking Mark news. Saw pop up. Mark L. Fox is on the Magic. But yeah, but I mean, they got to beat uh, Toby Harris coming up clutch. They got so Toby Harris is coming up clutch, scoring a lot of points. And without Simmons, I think they're going to be okay because I think they're going to put in the, I mean, a Mike Scott role. Mike Scott just sits in the corner and waits for the ball. That's what Ben Simmons was doing, waiting for the ball. He's not the point guard. Shake's doing it. And I think he's playing better. And just name of a couple of guys. Um, you got Batista Eibel, Josh Richardson. And, I mean, they're pretty good players, I think. I mean, they got, they got some depth, I think. So they could make a run at this thing. Without Ben, but let's be hey. honest, Eric. Let's be honest. You're let's not get to the finals. Let's worry about. It. Can you not the win be anything without Ben? Right, like Ben. It's Ben's Joe Ben. It's Joe Ben, and then everybody else. Right. It's Joe Ben. ben, ben didn't do shit the first game. The guy put up like ben. eight points. But that's not the point. But see, but What's you can point? see you're gonna fall into the trap like everybody else falls into the trap. Of just looking at the box score and one line points. He's a lockdown defender. I know he's a great player. You're not looking at steals. You're not looking at blocks. You're not looking at assists. You're not looking at his defensive presence. You're not looking what Ben does out there. I know. I, hear, I was just on the radio. They're saying uh, they were selling Ben short. I'm like, I saw this guy hustling, dude. That guy was hustling, scrapping. Oh, yeah. The floor. I mean, so I mean, I, that's how player he is. I mean, I had a conversation earlier when it came to Ben and it's <laughs> the, the, what came up was is Ben lazy, and I'm like, no, you never. can't call Ben lazy. Ben is a gym rat. Ben works on his craft. You can have a. Everybody has the conversation about we need him to shoot jump shots, right? I mean, we and like I said, we in Philly are me talking about it for ten years because Ben's here. Ben I, and Joel oh, aren't going. Anywhere. I love Ben. You guys know I love Ben. I'm a big, the big, probably the biggest Ben supporter in the city because for me, I think Ben has that transcendent talent in him he just needs to get to like unlock that certain piece and by the way 
for as frustrated as some people are in this city with Ben, my man is 24 years old. Yeah, he's got a long time to go to get better he has got where he's at. Seven years of prime NBA basketball left in him. Yeah. He's six ten. He is athletic. He can ball handle. He can ball defend. He can I mean he's got more than that. If he figures out the offensive side, and that doesn't just mean like shooting jump shots, right? It's just got getting assist too. Complete package for him on offense. But he's so young and I think he can be transcendent. So I'm 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 with Ben and I've been with Ben. I'm always going to be with Ben, and I will fight everybody in the city for Ben because I'm a Ben guy. It's just the way it is. I, I mean, I mean, like I, I think you ain't, you're not the only person that is. I'm a Ben guy. I I was just saying, let's go the other way, just to argument's sake with Puha. That was that was all that spiel. Because <laughs> so so you got to keep him. I I am aware of that. And but are you going to keep him? Argument's sake doesn't mean size, but. It, it, right now, it's next man up with this team right now, and they're not calling it quits because they got, you know, Ben Simmons with a kneecap bruise or whatever he got. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, they're going to keep going, and they have to. And I know Joel wants to win, and it's a good opportunity to win in a shortened season to maybe, you know, pull some shit out of your uh, your rear end, right out of your. Well, I was going to say <laughs> rear end, then I was going to be, you know, pull, you know. Pull a rabbit out of the hat or something you know, over here, and that's what I meant. Pull a rabbit out of the hat. It just took me a couple seconds to get. I got it. Was I mean, that maybe from? they can make some damage. I mean, I I, I do think the, the two best teams the in the East too. is the yeah. Bucks and the, the Sixers. Parkers. I mean, I think they are. Even without Ben, I think they might get better without Ben because they have a better shooter in his place. He's playing well, the four anyway. Probably. Mike Scott's gonna be at the four. He's gonna bang and Al Horford's gonna more play. You can't stop Al Horford. Him, I think he's gonna be talking about. Get better what do we call that? What do we call that on From the Hill? That's the backup know, goalie man. syndrome, right? You call that a Joe Biden. <laughs> That's the backup goalie syndrome. No, I, I, You'll I, have Joe a team. Am I wrong, Prop, or am I right? You have a team. No. You get your star out, and they might get better for four or five games because they got the backup goalie in, and everybody rides around. But you're not going to tell me that this team is going to make a run anywhere without that. No, I think they not. can though, man, because they had their best player on the team in Joel Embiid. I mean, I'll, I'll keep going back to it. If that guy's on the court, they got a shot because they got good. They have a good cast, and they got Toby Harris. They have a good cast, and that's my point. I'm sticking to it. They it's have a really, shot. It's really difficult. Do I think they're really, gonna win it? No. Do I think they could beat the Bucks in the East? Yes, I think they can. It's really difficult. I mean, I don't think they're gonna beat the, to win. the Lakers, but you never, know. You, know, you never know. Breath. You never know. You never know until the old the fat lady. Oh says, my Come goodness! On. Do those earphones work or what? I like I, I like them a little bit. Do those earphones work? Do those earphones work? What do you think? What do you think, Jack? <laughs> I mean, is that like so far fetched? I think the Sixers gonna win this thing. Yeah, oh, these get to the dude. finals. Dude, am I taking crazy pills right now? <laughs> Are What's going serious? on in the chat? Are they fucking crushing me over here? Can you even hear anything? They're fucking destroying me, aren't they? <laughs> oh my god, you can't hear anything. Sorry, yeah, but they have um Burks too. Burks is a good player too. The guy. Burks Holy is a good shit! Player. We might just let him go. Just let yeah, him go. Burke? Ellis Burks. Ellis Dude, they Burks. They got players, man. Like just cause, just cause Ben Simmons is out. All right, I'm gonna have to mute him and hide him real quick. Let's move him over. Bring him back in. We cannot let him drink on All right. the podcast. So, anyway. Dude, Ellis Burks is a baseball player. What happened? <laughs> Do, you remember that? Do you remember Ellis Burks? We have derailed. Oh, derailed. my goodness. So, 
that was sort of a teaser. I do want to do, and we are going to have fun with the next podcast. We are going to do a full look at the entire process from start to finish. We're going to look at draft picks. We're going to look at players acquired. We're going to look at moves. We're going to talk about GMs moving from Hinky to Colangelo into Elton Brand. We're going to look at years. We're going to look at records. We're going to look at seasons. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be a really fun podcast. So everybody well, definitely well, look, look forward to that one. It's going to be a lot of fun. Well, we got more to talk about, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, I'm just talking about the process podcast. So we, we did, you know, we kind of talked about it tonight. We talked about where they're at now, but I want to do a full process. So we're going to do like a full it. process next week. Uh, and that's going to be, that's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of people have asked about that because a lot okay. of people ask me about specific moves. So I want to bang it out. We're going to do it all in one stretch. We're going to run through every move. We're going to get to break them down. We're going to get to talk about it. And the one thing I think that's going to be surprising to a lot of people is what happened with the GM moves in between there. I don't think everybody really knows the truth about the move from Hinky to Colangelo, but we're going to talk about that too. So it's going to be fun. I thought, I thought we've been talking about it a little bit, but a little bit, a uh, little bit, but we're, we're going to go, we get more in depth into it. We're going to go full in depth. Cause I hey, know, I know that before we get out of here, I know prof's got something to talk about. And I, Earl, you saw me, you see me poke prof. I like to poke prof. About about the NHL. I like disagreeing with him. I was poking him tonight in the group text, Prof. So what what's going on with the NHL right now? There's a game going on right now, right? T tell tell the people what's going on and tell them what I'm poking you about. Well, I mean, you're, you're t I basically as soon as the game started, I just I just sent a text out to you guys yeah. and basically said you need to turn on the television because Connor McDavid is playing. Connor McDavid is a 23-year-old kid. It's not going to be 24 until January. And he is by far, in a way, the best athlete on the planet right now. He's an absolute I say, stud. I, I say that, and I know what that means. And I say that, and he is the best athlete on the planet right now. It's unreal He's what he stud. does. There's no question about it. The man's a stud. It, it's beyond that. So anyway, what Jack wanted to poke me about was basically the fact that there are two 12 seed 12 seed teams. One has been eliminated. One has eliminated a five seed team in the Penguins, which is great. That's awesome. So we have one of the best players on the planet in Sidney Crosby, who's been eliminated by the Canadians. Now, what's significant about that? Well, the Canadians suck. This plane is. Yeah, they suck. They've never been they haven't been a good team all year. They're they terrible. Suck. Got it. But let let's 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 be real about this. This is not a regular year of hockey where you have a continuous gelling of a team throughout the course of a year. Now I mentioned you to you this the St. Louis Blues from last year when they won the cup. And what happened with them was they were the worst team in the league. At January 1st, and then over the next few months, developed themselves into a complete unstoppable force. And they gelled as a team, came through the playoffs, won a cup. So that's what happens throughout the course of a hockey season. It's a long season. What we see here now is a little bit different. And I understand you're upset that a, a, a 12 seed beat a five seed. We see it all the time in basketball. It's not a big deal for basketball in, in college, but for NBA, you want to be able to predict all your, all your uh, winners. But, well, but you, anyway. should, you shouldn't see it in college basketball because 
they only play 20 regular season games. They play well, right now. Right now, these are teams that are cold off of a five month layoff that are jumping back into a season in the in a technical playoffs, which by the way, playoffs, they're not even actually yeah, in the playoffs. playoffs quotations. Right. So so here's the thing, and you're and you you were talking shit on these teams, and I get it, I understand, but you also have a former former Hart Trophy winner, goalie, which doesn't happen, and Carey Price. Well, what did I say? What did I say in the text message? I said, you said because that's he stands on his head. Yeah, but that's one. So, but that's one thing, and they they, they don't usually do these weird. Playoffs, and this wasn't the playoffs, by the way. This is to get into the playoffs. This is to get into the playoffs. It's uh, even worse. By the way, but by the way, so the second team, the second team that you're talking about, that I don't even know what the score of the game is right now, that's playing Connor McDavid, are the Blackhawks, who have like five or six Hall of Fame players that have won three Stanley Cups. One of the, no, not not one of the best American hockey player of all time, um, a Stanley Cup winning goalie. I mean. This is a team that's not like you don't just toss them aside. But but wait, say, wait, gonna... wait a minute. hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not saying you toss them aside, but can you tell me what the Blackhawks' record is right now to be the 12th seed in the East? It's not good. It's not, it's not good. good. I'm not saying the thing is, and this is we always have this argument, and we're always gonna have this argument. I'm not saying that these other teams don't have good players on them or great players on them. But what I'm saying is. When they get to these positions where they can advance over teams who have achieved much better records than them in the regular season, what does Whoa, it do? No, 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 no. It's the regular season. No, That's no. My point. No. That's what are you talking about? Achieved be- the, the, the difference in regular season is not that, not that, there's From not that big a gap. Fifth seed? There's not that big a gap, dude. What? Well, then tell me what it is. All right, so the gap, I'll look it up right yeah. now. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Blackhawks are up 2-1 against the Oilers. Yeah, they're series-wise. Yes. And they're up 3-2 to two right now. So yeah, they're, they're going to gonna get the dub. You're gonna, I said it to Prof earlier. I said both 12 seeds, we're going to knock out both five seeds tonight. That's what I said. And you're going to see Oilers are out. the best young player in the NHL and Sidney Crosby, the best Aging player in the NHL, you're going to see them there's, both get knocked out tonight. There's a there's a ten point the gap. Canadians. There was a ten yep. point gap between them. That's not significant. No, it's Can not because no, because here's the difference. How many games did they finish in a regular season? They seventy. So yeah, so well, they missed ten. They missed over seventy in a season, and the Oilers had seventy one. So and let me get this game. straight real quick. The Flyers beat the Boston. The Bruins, am I correct? They not only did they beat the Boston Bruins, Earl, but they just beat the Capitals yesterday. So stay on your toes. <laughs> so they're in. So these guys are the like these guys are the favorites to win this they, thing. They, That's who we're talking about. Flyers, the Flyers, 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 the Flyers have guaranteed hey, themselves man, be, at um, least a two seed in, in the actual playoffs. Yeah, the Flyers right, were hot the before COVID came in, and they just came back in hot. Like the Flyers were the best team in the NHL for a period before COVID hit, and then they just they were on a thirteen and zero run, and they they keep this thing going, which is amazing. They kept it going, yeah. But I'm telling you, dude, I'm telling you, this is not. I, I would much rather watch 
a playoff. And I understand this is not – they let in more teams than they normally would. Now, what I mean, channel are these guys on? Is, Let's find out here. It's on 590 if you have Verizon. It's on the NHL – it's I mean, on the uh, NBC Sports Network. They don't get sponsored by nobody. But it's unreal, dude. It's unreal. You – they start at noon and they go they until even, like they, one they in the morning. Nobody's watching it. It's crazy. Playoff hockey is fantastic. I mean, to me, I agree. this is pseudo playoff hockey, right? Like, yeah, and it's like there's no fans. It yeah, there's no fans. So how do you even watch these damn games? They're on, you they're on NBC Sportsnet, like during the day. I, I think it's cool. I don't, I don't, I don't want to sound like I don't think it's cool. But Prophet, I have this endless debate that we always have, and it's just that what bug, what bugs me in the NHL is that. Because they play 82 games, which is a long regular season. Let's not let's not say it's not, right? Like the NHL starts in October and plays until March before playoffs start or, or April. That's like, a long season, long season for sure. What always gets me is when the eight seed knocks out a one seed or a seven seed knocks out a two seed. And it does happen. And, and it happens but quite often in hockey. I told you. I told you what it is. I, I know why. I, I'm not saying I don't understand. Trust me. I, I, I like hockey. I watch a lot of hockey. I get why it happens. But what I would like to see then, if it's going to be that way, is why are we playing 82 games and why don't we play 60 games and do more of a round-robin oh, easy question no, to no, answer. No, money. No, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, it's like this wall. Because money. you're not more than half of the teams in hockey make the playoffs. Dude, no. no teams that's in and 16 make the playoffs. Totally wrong, dude. You're totally money. wrong. And, and I answered this last week. I answered this last week when we talked about baseball. Because of the cut-down season, people are going to like it a lot more. But it's not the same grind as it is throughout a real season. Oh, shit. Yes, it's like, but there's no but value in it. What is there the value? Is there is value, man. That's Jack, there is what value. Is, tell me, tell me the value. value of getting I just one did. in NHL. I just did with my Blues example. I just These told you what it is. Montreal killing what does it doesn't matter. You, you need to play – to get into the playoffs, you need to play to build up your team and develop as a team throughout the year so that you go into the playoffs hot. So not necessarily winning the president's trophy is the biggest deal. Nobody cares about that. Actually, believe it or not, right, nobody really cares about point. that. You're making my point. No, but I'm not. No, no, no. But my point is the reason the 82-game season is because you develop over that 82-game season. So, yeah. If you're a really good team, you're going to win the President's Trophy. But the reason you're you're not doing well in the playoffs is because you coast into the regular season or you coast into the playoffs. So you're but, saying you shouldn't watch the first quarter of an NHL season. That doesn't matter. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. That's okay. not what I'm saying at all. Because there there have been teams that have ups and downs, and they and they make the drive through the playoffs. My point is, you can see a team develop throughout the course of the year and take down a one seed. You've also seen a one seed win a Stanley Cup. Playoffs. Who was Let, the last one take, to do that? Let's take for example the the Penguins won back to back Stanley Cup. Talking that shit. Let's fact check you. Yeah, we, they're all the, Pen, the Penguins won back to back Stanley Cups. Uh, the the Blackhawks. The Capitals won, had the best record in the NHL yeah, for like three straight seasons. They got knocked out yeah, in the first round. And they won. They won a Stanley Cup two years ago. Eventually. Yeah, they did. They won one two years ago. Yeah, they did. The, King, the Kings were dominant for a few years. In there, yeah. I mean, with the, there's with teams, the Flyers boys. There's teams that do this, and they go on runs, and they have a five-year window where they're a really good team. But no, 
it's not as predictable as the NBA is every year where you can predict the finals. Now you're not always going to predict the outcome of the finals. Sometimes the Warriors well, the lose the run. Yeah, it absolutely is. But but my point is, you guys are busting my balls about how it's not as good of a league because an eight seed can win the championship. Well, what's the point of the playoffs if an eight seed can't win the championship? Because the point is, you played eighty-two regular season games to determine yeah, who was. But, the best but you don't. Yeah, but you don't know if you don't know if that team came from out of nowhere to even reach that eight seed, and they're just still on the on the climb upwards. But that's great. Yeah. I know. I, I I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, and that's great. They made a late season push. They pulled it together. Their goalie in the last half of the season had a below two goals against average, so they started winning games. I get all that. But what I'm saying is when you let 16 out of 28 teams into your postseason tournament. 32, by the way. It's 28 NHL teams, Nick. 32. They just, bought a, they just got another one. They just got another one? 28. The Kraken. Yeah, the Seattle Kraken. <laughs> They're not there yet. They're not playing yet. When you let all these teams into the playoffs, but you play 82 games, you should you you should expect that your one's going to beat your eight because your eight is barely getting in. They're going to be around 500. They're not going to be a great team, and they should lose to the one seed who should be the best team in the league because yeah, they well, proved over an eight season. You're, you're being dramatic and acting like the eight seed always beats the one seed. I didn't say the eight seed always beats the one, but it, yeah, it but- happens frequently. Yeah, I know, but the the fact that it can happen should make it more exciting. It does. The fact that it, it can happen. It doesn't. Whereas we the, agree the, on that point. Whereas the, the NBA does the exact same thing. I know. And it's but, basically a waste of everyone's life. I know, but but you're so we're sort of saying the same thing in a different way. I agree with you. It's exciting, but you should probably agree with me that it shouldn't happen. <laughs> like a one no, should no. not lose to an eight. No, because Why do you think that it took what? 90 years in the NCAA tournament for a one seed to lose to a 16. Because it should oh, never totally happen. That's different, dude. Stone I'm even just putting it out there. Amount of talent. Yeah, for sure. Don't even I mean, start. But I mean, hockey's totally a different, different game, man. Hockey, because you know, it's, it's a two more teams, team game. Two teams can be at different peaks and valleys of their season when they reach the playoffs. That's the that, point of this whole thing. You oh. go on these peaks and valleys, and it depends where you meet up. And sometimes the oh, one seed is way up here on the way up. And they end up winning the whole thing. That's the that's that's the point of sports, dude. That's the yep. point. Everybody does all this. That's the reason that we sit there and watch these games throughout the regular year, the regular season, and we get to the playoffs and we want to see action instead of oh my god, we gotta watch the We're magic. About hockey again, great. We gotta, you know. we gotta watch <laughs> the magic. I'll talk about hockey all night. Yeah, let's watch the magic versus the Bucks, where Giannis is gonna do a double backflip. Uh, Dunk, like <laughs> it's not even a competition anymore, right? And listen, you're meeting two not teams. Wrong. You're not wrong when you say that, but at the same time, there should be a certain amount of that. And I don't think the NBA should let eight teams in. I've been saying it for years, and I don't it's think the NHL should it's either. Money. No, the, the NHL should. Eight the NHL should because it's just because yeah. because there's so many different factors in the NHL. There's you said it yourself. You got four lines of guys. You got three lines a day. I you can got, beat them up. You got goalie <laughs> situations. You got coaching moves. The amount of coaching moves that happens this year. The amount of coaching moves that happened in, in the NHL this year. It's unreal. 
there was like 10, 15 guys that, that lost their jobs and that ha- were replaced it's with new every coaches. Year. That's, and, that's it's every, every year. It's every year. Thanks. Nobody gives a shit. Keep You know what? I know they move all the same guys around, but at a certain point, some teams respond to it. Whereas the NBA would I can't hear either of you yelling at my me. Bad, I'm sorry. With my ears at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I just said, Lav gets passed around to five different teams, and all of a sudden he lands, lands on the right team. And I, as a, our boy Lav, like, bro, I mean, hockey's I was, not a popular sport as in football, so people don't know. They don't know about it. And, well, you know thanks what? for that breaking news, Eric. The thing about it, people don't care. You know, and I don't thanks say for this. That. If some guy gets fired because he stinks, I'll say this. Well, he probably deserved it. Breaking I, news. Jack was breaking <laughs> news. The NFL is more All popular right. than hockey. So, so AC wants to Mike break Tyson news. You want to, talk about. to switch sports real quick, and he's asking, who is your GOAT in baseball? Who's the greatest of all time baseball player? Yeah. Who you got, Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle. The Mick. Did yep. I go? Breaking news. Prof named his son after Mickey Mantle. Listen, so oh, Mickey Mantle. Boy. Listen, if he didn't have some if he didn't have some issues, he would have been the greatest, most talented baseball player of all time, in my opinion. I've read a lot what, of books. What was Mickey Mantle's issues? Uh, a lot of drinking, a lot of injuries. I don't know. Okay. A lot of drinking, a lot of injuries. He enjoyed the he enjoyed the nightlife. A lot of fucking too, right? <laughs> uh, the movie sixty one. One of the best. One of the best movies HBO ever did. Yeah. You know, well, 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 mine is. I'll probably say. Who you got, a? Ken Griffey Jr. Baby, all the way. So Most I love answer ever. I love Griffey, but it's hard. I mean, to he was my favorite player. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, he's my favorite player. You want me to say Mike Schmidt? Status. I don't know. I mean, Ken Griffey was my guy. I All bought right, his so. shoes. You know, I I look up to that guy. He was a straight up shooter. You know, I mean, for me, I, I it's cliche, but like, how can you not give it to Babe Ruth still? Yeah, well, uh, that, that's the obvious. The pitching, the numbers. I mean, hitting hitting more home runs than entire ball clubs in his era. Like, I mean, how can you not give it to George? Yeah, Henry? he's number one. Uh, well, I cannot. My my honestly, probably the best ever. I now Mickey Mantle wasn't the best ever because of his downfalls and some of his injuries. And You're all giving that. it to Mick because of his potential, right? Talent wise, I think he's the most talented player ever. Now, the yeah. best. Player in the history that I've ever seen, and hate me if you like, I don't really care. Barry Bonds is the best baseball player I've ever seen in my whole life. I don't know how I you mean, talent wise and numbers wise, yeah, for sure. Our age can argue with that. How can anybody our age argue with Barry Bonds is the best? No, I've really. never seen it. I mean, anybody. he has the walks record, you know, the 500, walks record is the most impressive record he has. All time home run king. Well, I mean, I mean one pitch that he had, did, did get, he, he smoked it. The one pitch he did get, that's why I love about Barry Bonds. They'd walk this guy tons, and the one pitch he got, it was gone. He hit it out. Now, what's, what's crazy is I don't how, know. I know, he, I know he played in Pittsburgh, and I know he played in San Francisco, and I don't know. I, I have a feeling that Candlestick and Three River Stadium 
were pretty difficult places to hit the ball out of the park. Wow. And I know factually that AT&T or whatever they play now is a very difficult place yeah. to hit out of the park. And he home. played there too. Candlestick and AT&T are notoriously difficult. They're pitchers, parks. They're notoriously difficult. Frost winds like crazy. Yeah. Like there's trash blown all over the field. Like, I mean, and this guy still did what he did. Now, granted, yes, there were some different substances involved, but I mean, this dude was outrageous. So, outrageous. real quick before we, I want to talk more about Bonds, but AC says, do you do we think that a guy like Judge or Trout were surpassed some of these guys? I would say runs? first. I wouldn't put Judge even in the conversation with Trout. No, Judge, is, Judge can't be in the conversation. I mean, Trout Trout right now is on pace to be the best baseball player of all time. I now, would say that he is. Years. I would say that what, Trout active has home, a active very home good leaders? chance. Trout has a very good chance. Judge is on a crazy power tear the last two years, and currently, at right now, looks like, it feels like every time he comes at a plate, he hits a home run. He sure does. But here's the thing with him. He's been injured for the last couple of years. He's older than you actually think he is. He's, I think he's 28 or 29 at this point. Who? He's Trout? Trout? No, Aaron Judge. Okay. He's, he's a, Trout's 29. He's a, little bit, he's a little bit too old right now to get things going, whereas Trout has been doing this since 2012 and kind of under the radar. But Only because um, he in Los Angeles on the wrong team. That's true. But the other part of this is I also take into account where Aaron Judge is hitting. And he hits in basically uh, heels field dimensions in Yankee Stadium. Uh, is okay. So, so I, I had the top four active run hitters. If you guys want to hear them, go ahead. Albert, Albert Pujols. has what is 657 home runs. 657. That's what I thought. He's not, he probably won't get to 700. Miguel Cabrera has 480. And Edwin Encarcion has 415. Nelson Cruz with 404. Edwin Encarnacion is over 400. Oh, that's interesting. It says, I mean. He was a savage, dude. It says he 415 was. on here. Yeah, he was. Nah, Two holes I mean, has 657. I mean, yeah. he's the one flirting. So, I mean, Silius is hitting judge could be. I don't see it, AC. I don't. What I, see from judge, what I see from late. Judge is a good five- to seven-year stretch where he's a prolific power hitter, but I don't I see it judge. longer than that. Uh, points that Prof brought up first, his age, his size, which is going to make him more injury-prone. I, I just I don't see it with Judge. I think you know he, he's going to be a very great uh, a productive player for the Yankees for the next five to six years, but I don't see him being an all-time great. Trout, for sure. I think so. Could be an all-time great. What about our boy? What about Bryce? Bryce has the pedigree. No, does he not have the pedigree? I he mean, definitely he... has the pedigree, but that's that's only one very, very, very small piece of the puzzle. I agree, but does well, he? Not I'll let you guys power? know. I'm running low on battery, so if I cancel it out, that's why. Got. Gotcha. I think. I think a huge part of uh, a huge part of it is. Uh, basically contact right now, the way that they're doing analytics. And I don't know if – I don't know if Bryce – I don't know what his stats are, strikeout rate-wise. I don't know what his – I think he hits the ball, puts the ball in play a lot. But I, I just don't – I don't have that feeling like I did when he won the MVP award, like he's going to keep those numbers up. 
those were the type of numbers that he was going to well, have. Well, how about last year? The guy put up over 100 RBIs, 30 home runs, batted yeah, 280. I know. I, mean, I know. But now everybody's doing that. You understand that everybody's doing that? that? That's debatable. Come on. Everyone's doing that? You're saying these pitchers stink? You're saying no. these pitchers aren't doing their job? Eric, look up the numbers from last year. I mean, he was. He I mean, I'm the, looking up Aaron Judge right now. Who was in the I top mean, ten for? Was he in the top ten for homers or RBIs last year? Probably. He had over 30 no, runs. No, he wasn't. I, I almost. I'll bet anything on that. Definitely wasn't in the top. I mean, how 10 many players are hitting? Might have been if you're hitting 30 home Definitely runs, you're getting paid. So, so AC saying, first off, I love, I love, absolutely love Harper, and. We talked about this a lot, like pre-signing Harper on the podcast about how what bringing him in would do for the city, legitimizing the Phillies, right? Because we we like to think of the Phillies as a big market team. They they needed another marquee guy after the sort of lull that came from the last run. So I'm pumped for him here. It's a hitter's park, like everything, right? I love him too. Don't get me I wrong. Love, we all love. I him. think he, I think he plays with fire, and I think that's a huge part of. Of being a great player in this league is playing with fire and playing with passion. It's great, but, you know. Too. But you're, you're we're talking about being one of the, the being the best player of all time. I, I just don't think he's going to get there. Right. I no, think he's I an amazing so player. I think it'd be. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. To Eric's point, he hit 30 last year and like a buck 10. I mean, we're expecting him to hit 45 every year because of how much we paid him. But we're, that's not realistic. But yeah, it's not. If he in the next full season, which we don't, you know, hopefully 2021, we get a full baseball season. If he hits 42 and drives yeah. in 123, like he may win MVP, right? So you know, yes, he could very well win MVP again. Yeah, I'm not saying he's only 28. Yeah, he's in the prime of his career. He's in the prime of his career. Best years. These are going to be his best. These are going to be, and it's a shame that we had this weird season this year. But like 28, 29, 30, 31 are going to be the best years of his career. That's when these guys are at their best in baseball. Those four to five years are the prime of these guys' careers. All right. So, I mean, so this year does matter. I mean, what do you think? Do you think these Phils can pull it off with this team right now with uh, Girardi no. on and out? No. You, you say no. No. I mean, what are they, so they're two and four right now. They lost it's not, not too early to tell. It's not too early to tell. It's not at all. This, this I mean, what is it, the pitching? This bullpen is disgusting. Shit. The yeah, well, is you know what they got to do? They got to start playing seven inning games more. The bullpen's dog shit. Yeah, they don't need the bullpen seven inning games. Well, no, but yeah, the bullpen's rough. I think it's too early to tell, but they don't look great. No, they don't. All right. So Bryce Harper was 23rd last year in the league in home runs. That's, that's, that's... AL and NL. And let's see where he was in RBIs last year. I'm just bringing that up. But. The bullpen is disgusting. It's, it's, it's despicable. Yeah, it's and they need to do something quick. They didn't spend any number, money on the bullpen. He was number 12 in RBIs last year, which is I, good. I, said, I, I told yeah, you. I mean, the guy had a good year. 12. He, I mean, he knocked in a lot of runs last year. He had a very I'm good not, year last year. I'm not, I'm not hating on him. And the, the lineup around him is not is not fantastic. And Reese Hoskins, oh. that guy needs to figure it out. Yeah, right. yeah. Worry about that. He's a head case a little bit right there. <laughs> I mean, I think as the Phillies go, it's going to be Reese because I think you're going to get what you're going to get from Bryce. But he needs he needs his he needs like, a he's back he needs Robin. So he needs Harper was space. Harper was num- he was fourth in strikeouts last year, so that's an issue. So really, is it an issue? Just, yeah, it's a big issue. It's it actually is. So you need to put the ball in play. Now the guys ahead of him in strikeouts were 
Eugenio Suarez, who hit 49 home runs last year. Ronald Acuna, who's like, he's maybe 18 years old. He's the youngest dude ever. And he hit 41 homers. And Pete Alonso hit 53 homers. Now, Bryce Harper comes in at number four with 35 homers. But how so, many runs did those guys drive in? They, home runs, 48 So, runs. 103 for a disgusting Reds team last year. That yes, was awful. Agreed. That's a bad team. 101 for a, a Braves team where he, he carried a lot. Now he has Freddie Freeman. Yeah, but the Braves were a very good team, so that's a little suspect. He's hitting a lot of solo home runs. Now I also think he was at the top of their lineup. And then you're looking at Pete Alonso, who drove in 120. As a rookie. As a rookie, hit 53 home runs. I mean, you can strike out a little bit at a little higher clip. He's a monster. But you get my point, right? You get my point. So I'm not trying to say that Bryce is bad. I like that production. That's not terrible. I mean, he he, he had a, he produced. It's not terrible. And you look at his years past on that. He was even producing even more. You know, and he got paid the big bucks. He didn't shit the bed. And he, no, just, he had he had a very good inaugural. He did what he had to do. And there's he up last year. McCutcheon got out. That was a there's, there's definitely some deficiencies in the lineup. And, and Reese Hoskins is a big issue right now. And the bullpen's a major issue right now. I mean. So it's not going to work. I, I so, really so they might make the playoffs. Here. They may not. And you know how you get a – do you get a feel for the season sometimes? Do you ever get a feel for the season? I do, like, actually. Like the there's Eagles a, all the time. Eagles, I, yeah. I agree with I you. I would say, nah, they ain't doing it. They stink. I agree with you, but I haven't – I can't get a full feel for the Phillies yet. Dude, and you know what? It could just be me because with baseball, it as the grind we expect from baseball with the regular season, now we have this short thing, this shortened thing, whatever it is. I, I, I like I try and I try and watch and get a feel for where we're at and get you know 20, 30 games in. But where do we need to be this year? Like eight, 10? Like do you need to know after 10, 15? I don't know. Like I'm not, I don't know. I just I don't have a feel for the team yet. Although I agree the bullpen is dog shit. My opinion is they just gotta get in the problem. I'm I'm just really tired of of watching Vince Velasquez throw. And being like, oh, I don't really have a feel for him yet because we've been doing this for four years now, where we think this is the most talented guy ever. He could be yeah. a, 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 an amazing pitcher, and we watch him time and time out. Like when he, he does this every year, where he comes out of spring training and he's actually pitching a little bit, where he's actually hitting spots, and he looks like he takes some off of his his mechanics, where he's not totally stressing his arm out the whole time. And then we get in the regular season, and it's like, I'm going to throw this ball 174 miles an hour. And it's just not there. Right. Now you're now you're throwing again. Now you're not pitching. Now you're trying to do too much. And I'm just tired of watching it. I'm tired of watching it. I can't watch it. Anymore. Well, I think I think you and the rest of the city. Like I feel like yeah. that is the that is the consensus around the city on him. Celio says Bryce's defense was 10 times what we thought we'd get. Honestly, I thought Bryce was an above-average defensive player. I, like, I mean, he's electric he in the outfield, right? He's always had a cannon for an arm, and he's not going to be the best outfielder, but I always thought Bryce was a, was in a far above-average outfielder because he's a great athlete. Yeah, and that comes, Bryce, with playing, yeah. that comes with playing a game with passion. There's a lot of guys that hit, hit like this, and they want to just 
play offense and they don't really yeah, give they a shit about down left you give you nothing in the outfield, well, right? You they can tell high. that you can tell that he actually cares about it. And that's a major part of totally a decent defender. And he does have a good arm. I mean he's a former catcher. Sure. That's how he came up. And he I mean he knows he's smart. He knows the game. He he's always mentally in the game as well. You don't see him make a whole lot of mental uh, errors where it's like he fell asleep in the outfield sitting there right. thinking about it. Like right. Eric in right field. <laughs> I never make any errors. I'm, I'm the best fielder you would ever see. Well, on that note, when we're talking about Eric in right field, we, uh, we're we going to get ready to wrap it up here. We had a nice long one tonight. We would go for like three hours if we could. We could. We got more topics too, right? We, <laughs> we could go for like three hours, but you know what? It doesn't, we can cover uh, the last dance again on the next episode. Yeah, it doesn't work too well so when I go more. to put the the YouTubes and the uh, iTunes up when we're going like two hours. So, yeah, gotta wrap it up. Plus, we got more to talk about next week. I already told you guys, but I'm gonna say it again. Don't forget, we're on YouTube and the iTunes podcast application. Hit us up. Search from underscore the underscore hill. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out. We are going to, I'm super looking forward to, I hope these guys are, breaking down the full process on the next podcast. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting to run through. Earl is putting on his <laughs> Should I do it? I'll do it. high school football helmet as yeah, we get out of here. It'll feel like a glove. <laughs> yeah, right. Dand it off. Dand it off. Yeah, like OJ's glove. <laughs> there he is. There but I Earl am. brings the more memorabilia to the podcast than anybody in the history. Well, man. Yeah. Uh, YOLO. Connor, Connor McDavid got now, it. Now, here's the so. problem. How do you get it off? Yikes. That's it, everybody. Thanks for hopping on. For the prof. For Earl. It's Swags. We are out of here. Uh, peace See you guys. Out. Peace. I'm a little weed and a sushi, then we gon' throw it down, down. Uno, dos, tres, you gon' take a shot, girl, we gon' get it fucked up.